Welcome to Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. You'll be learning their story, how digital marketing has helped them along the way, and exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket your own business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of Sam's Business Growth Show. I'm excited today to be joined by Jay Ludgrove. Jay is the co-founder over at GL Pro UK, a full-service digital marketing agency based around creating social content whilst never forgetting the reason for marketing via social media, sales. Jay comes from a highly respected sales background and has implemented his skill set to drive business and assist and help others. He's also a keynote speaker talking about marketing, social media, entrepreneurship, video, podcasting, everything in between. Jay, a very warm welcome, Squire. How are you today? I'm very, very well, Sam. I'm very, very well. Although I've got to get me a beautiful background like you. I love that. You look fantastic. Dude, it's, it's not real. It's just a sheet, but don't tell anyone. Apart Damn from it, I've Son of, son of a gun, i got to get myself a sheet. Okay, good good to know, good to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, man. So looking forward to chatting today. Jay, we're going to be talking thing, all, all things content marketing and um, if it actually drives revenue, if it drives leads, and if it drives bottom line. But before we get to that good stuff, please do give everyone tuning in a quick snapshot into Jay Lugrove, who you are, how you got into business, and what you're about, sir. Sure. Um, so I've been in business uh, since, uh, well, whenever I started work at about <laughs> uh, 17 or so. Um, but the current business I'm in is a content creation agency. And where we, we started essentially was um, we started a podcast. My co-founder and I have been best friends for, I think, 20 years next year. Um, actually, no, the band has been around for 20 years. I think we might have been friends slightly longer. longer. Um, and as I said, we were in bands and we did a whole bunch of stuff and everyone got too busy. Everyone had big time jobs. Everyone was always... Was busy doing something and we didn't necessarily have an excuse to hang out so tony um uh, started a podcast tony and i started a podcast called how to write a tune and we okay. sat down with musicians and talked about literally that how, how how the songwriting process is um i thought it was kind of an important conversation because it was a chat i've had a thousand times backstage or during rehearsal or sound check or something like that literally you know tons of musicians oh how'd you write that and, and, and some interesting bits get kicked around but I'd never had that conversation with an audience. So the whole idea of the podcast was essentially was to sit down and some musicians, which was me and Tony, uh, and some real musicians talk about kind of the process. For me, what that did was was basically give me this, this intro into podcasting, and I found that I loved it. As you can tell, I, I talk too much on a daily basis, um, so <laughs> podcasting is a real, real perfect sort of aim for me. Um, so off the back of that podcast, we, uh, Tony and I, neither of us worked in marketing. Neither of us worked in content creation or, or production or anything like that. We had a studio from when um, we, we had bands and we had a recording studio that we used to uh, make albums out of. But we'd never done kind of done anything like this. What we found was is that no one was podcasting five or six years ago. So um, we pushed out and started offering essentially podcast production services to people like me, because if I didn't have a Tony, I would never have podcasted. Um, I still to this day have only edited one because he really, really made me uh, and we have edited thousands of shows. Um, but what it, what we found essentially from from podcasting was um, I, I did the usual sales tactic. I bought some data in local areas and was like, right, these are the companies I'm going to contact. Sure. But where we actually found business was Facebook. And that was completely okay. brand new for me, right? And I used to tell people this and they'd be like, Facebook? You found business off Facebook? And basically five, six years ago, 
social selling wasn't really as an understood thing as it is today. So what I was doing without realizing it was social selling. I was going and um, finding clients. I was uh, prospecting essentially. I was by going to groups, podcasting groups where people wanted to be, um, you know, in uh, start podcasts or talk about podcasts. I'd be in there and I'd make sure I was the first person to respond to any any requests for a new show or, or some sort of production. Where that kind of expanded was is is the U.S., just understand podcasting always have uh, as far as i can tell certainly a lot more than the uk have uh, for a lot longer so all of our business came from the uk and it was all found on facebook or linkedin and i never actually used that data that we we spent far too much money purchasing as a new company um however with the companies we did start working with in the uk they tended to be really big innovators so um because of that they were big enough and ugly enough and hairy enough to say let's try this podcast thing so tony and i found ourselves kind of in the back door of a bunch of different really really big companies and as you can as i said beforehand i clearly can't shut up and uh, my, my colleague tony is just as uh uh, just as, as loud as proud as i am so we would be in the back of these big teams and be like <coughs> no that's wrong um so, so from there we kind of expanded the podcasting which was audio only at one time into video into design and essentially now we are a full service content creation agency that provide all of the content which is an overused word in my industry um yeah. that, that is used in marketing good on you man and it sounds like uh you, you saved yourself a few cold calls from that data list and found yeah, a nice little way exactly. to drum up some business hundred percent. And it amazes me because I still use that cold calling mentality. Like I used to be a 250 call smile while you dial, hit the phone, ah, leave with your ear bleeding kind of guy. Or at least I thought of myself as that. I don't know how much I, I genuinely did it, but that was the, the sort of sales I'd come from. And that was, you know, the old adage of sales being a contact sport. You have to make more contacts was what I always used to go by. What I did was I used all of that sensibility and all of that mindset of how to be furious when you're prospecting and turned it around and started doing it with regards to social selling, which was great because it meant I could really go furiously at prospecting and finding the right people as opposed to just calling and calling and calling and hoping that you stumbled across the right person. So yeah. now, uh, you know, it's, it's not 250 calls. It's like 12 emails. Like I might send 12 messages to 12 people who I know exactly why I can help them. I, I know what they need. Um, I know what they've done recently and I can send a message to them saying like, Hey Sam, love the podcast. Have you thought about blah, 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 um, which I know will help you because of blah, 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 which is to be honest, made the whole sales process significantly more enjoyable and an awful lot easier. Spot on. And that leads us nicely into the subject. So content marketing right now, I think anyway, Jay is a bit of a buzzword. It's mm. something that's flying around all, all over the shop, LinkedIn, other social media channels. Um, I'd be interested to hear your perspective on what it actually means if, if you've got a summary of it. I know I think of it in my head, but that might be completely different to what you think. I agree. Uh, wonderful. So um, it's a really good question because, like I say, content is a dirty word as far as I'm concerned because we just overuse it. Everything's content. A written post is content. A video is content. A, a long-form podcast or a uh, you know, long-form webinar is content. Content, 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 content. What I would essentially say is that Content marketing is when marketing is using something, some media, to put that message across. The reason why it's important, and I think you're right, I think it is the buzzword of the moment, is that more and more companies have now led into understanding that social media is necessary evil. And I say that because that's how people th talk of it. Sure. Um, and those people who have now invested in social, they've got people within their business saying, like, how do I post this often? 
Like, what, what do you want me to say? I can't just keep saying how cool we are. Like, I need other ways of saying it, other messaging. If you, you know, to be successful on Twitter, you need to t uh, tweet every four hours to make sure that you're catching everywhere in the world. If you're going to post on Instagram, it has to be at least daily. You know, so that's potentially 30 photos or 30 videos every single month. And it's a huge amount. So content marketing is a way of, of essentially creating multiple um, pieces of media, let's say. So I don't use the word content. Um, so we're creating multiple pieces of media all based around one message. A great example would be this podcast. The podcast itself is content. Great. And it's coming out live. And that's kind of one. Great. We can call that one at the top. From that, you can then walk away with uh, an audio version of the show, which can be released you know, in a month or two. And you could re uh, you've recorded it, I know, because you were talking about it before the show. Um, so you could also release that onto YouTube. So just from doing this one activity, this one message, we're actually going to walk away with a minimum of three pieces of content before you start hacking it up and taking short form pieces or a screenshot or a something or a sample. Got it. Got it. Nice explanation, Jay. And in terms of the... When we're thinking of initially creating, let's say, a piece of content, should we go for the long-form option firstly? Is that going to save us a lot of time, Jay? For example, we could put together one really big ebook or one big podcast, and then from there we've got so many different forms that we can then output in, like you said, into video format, into short clips and promo and stuff like that. Is that is that the way to go, or there, are there other options? It's certainly... Um... The easiest way to go in as much as you're putting something real nice and big into um, the funnel. The reason I like for our clients to try and create a longer form piece of content is that they're busy doing their jobs. <laughs> right. So because they're busy doing their jobs day in, day out, I don't think that they should be like carving off half an hour every day to mm. um, make another video. If you can do something like a podcast and walk away with half an hour, an hour worth of content, it's very easy for a company like us to come along and say, great, well, at this point and this point, Jay actually shut up and Sam was given a chance to talk. So we're going to cut those two minutes and we're going to release that. And Sam's <laughs> now got a promo for the show. So, and that's really the case. If you start with a nice long piece of form content at the top, then that long form content, it's much easier to, to make a, a, say, an article or a written blog out of a long form piece of content because someone can listen to the whole thing get ideas from it take a few snippets boom it's much harder to write a decent blog about a two-minute video so sure. i'd always suggest to start something long like we're doing here because it gives you the capacity to create actual you know 10 15 20 pieces of content off of half an hour as opposed to trying to spend half an hour creating one piece of content 10 or 15 or 20 times got it and have you got any i'll put you on the spot a bit jay have you got any advice for, let's say we're in quite an unusual sector. Okay. So a lot of us who be tuning in might be B2B business people, professionals, sales professionals, marketers, et cetera. What if, say I'm a gardener, Jay? If I'm a, if I'm a gardener, I want to drum up some business. I want yeah. to get well stuck into content marketing, but all I've got is my shovel and spade. I'm not, I'm not going to say anymore because I'm just going to piss off a lot of gardeners. But <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's say I am. What, what kind of content could I be producing? <laughs> it's a far more nuanced industry than that. And you leave them alone, Sam. Um, <laughs> so I think ultimately uh, the, the problem people make with any kind of content marketing is trying to sell. You don't need to sell. If people stumble across your thing and you're a business, you're selling. And we know that, right? We all know that. We're all informed buyers now. We all have Google. We all find what we want to find. And, you know, we, we get there. So 
if you're a gardener, if you're a plumber, if you're someone well away from any of this content marketing thing and everyone's shouting content, you can still do this, this same, same idea because your clients still have a certain set of problems. Now, don't talk about the fact that, hi, at Jay's Gardeners, we fix your rhododendrons. No, instead do a video on how rhododendrons need certain care, right? Or talk about the damage that rhododendron disease could do to other plants or something like that. Talk about messaging, which fits around your services. You don't necessarily just want to talk about anything, but if you talk about something that goes around your services, then your clients have different ways of searching for something and being like, oh, Okay, so Sam talked about that the other day. I wonder if he could help me with that as well. And that's the way to go. So gardener, plumber, bricklayer, I don't care. If you if you'll speak to someone and solve a problem for them, then you can create content. Awesome. Awesome. And that's, like you say, can be applied to any industry. Just understanding, like you say, the questions or the common problems that your ideal clients have. Mm -hmm. so yeah bring it back to the garden like how do we how do we plant this how do we service this how do we do this creating mm -hmm. content around that that's informative and uh going from there really it sounds like well the thing is is gardener's a great example but you know what so is digital marketer there are so many of us <laughs> right there's so right. many there's so many digital marketers out there right there's a, a thousand gurus jedis uh what else ninjas ninjas thank you sir that is the top three um right so there's so many of those crazy job titles that crazy people are putting up there but who can offer the same services we do we're much more expensive than them we have a whole business here um we provide an awful lot more services a one-man band is always going to be undercut us why would someone want to come and work with us is the question i'm always asking people right why do we want to work with you sam why do a lot of people want to work at sam's gardeners right there's loads of other gardeners around so it's you. <laughs> it's the old adage, right? Sales has always been that people buy from people. People see these videos with me on it and go, nah, don't want to work with that guy. He swears too much and he's all handsy all the time, right? Great. Now we know. Or they see us and say, okay, well, they're doing exactly the thing we want to do and talking about the right messaging. Maybe I should give them a call. Same with the gardener. I can go into the yellow pages showing my age i can go into google and i can pull up 100 gardeners in my local area and everyone's all fighting for the same business why do i choose gardener a over gardener z what's the difference ultimately it's going to be the person but do i have to as the buyer contact every single gardener or every single supplier in my area who gives a service and ask them about themselves to find out if i like them or want to work with them because as a buyer I'm never going to do that, right? You know, there are no magic buyers so desperate to spend money that they're calling through all your competitors and saying, hey, Jay, I went through everyone and you're the best. So put it out there. Show why people work with you. Show why you're an expert. Show what you do differently. I'm sure there's something. Even if you're doing exactly the same thing, you still have a good USP. So do that. Put it yourself across. And as awkward as video is, it is. It's really, really awkward and horrible. And, you know, we're all too fat and we hate our double chins and the sound of our voice, right? But that's what people see. <laughs> that's what people see when they meet you. So if you can get over yourself and be able to start like creating or recording some video, the wonderful thing is only you have to release it. You know, you're the one who pressed send. If you really hate it, you don't have to do it. But more importantly, it gives your clients a chance to be like, ah, that's Jay. That's what he does. That's what he's about. I'm going to get in touch with him. If you're not doing that, why should people get in contact with you? Because I don't Makes know the sense. answer. 
It makes sense. So let's say we've we've worked out who we want to get in front of. We've worked out the kind of content we're going to start with. So perhaps we're putting together some videos. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're starting a podcast. Maybe we've even decided to, to write a full-on ebook um, explaining the three top ways to do X, Y, and Z um, yep. in our ideal industry. So we've put together all this content. Is there a specific channel or channels that we should be then be distributing this content out on, Jay, for example, website, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter? What do you think? And it all comes down to the who. Um, so the social platform that you choose is, is absolutely dependent on the, your audience. Okay. So there is no point posting a bunch of business content on TikTok. It's not, it's not going to sit in front of the right people, you know, you know, real high, high level. This is where you buy your printer ink, right? You're not going to have success for that on TikTok. However, post that onto LinkedIn, you're going to sit in front of the right people. So actually what it's about is assessing your customers, assessing um, who your audience base is and looking how they communicate. Now that sounds like a bunch of fancy marketing stuff. Uh, You have to employ someone to do this. You do not. And here are some simple ways. If you um, look at a service you're looking to provide, as I said earlier, there is absolutely other people providing that service. Okay, that's the one nice thing. There is always another digital marketer or another gardener or whoever you do, there's a ton of people doing it. Go and look at them and see at the people, see what social media platforms they have and see where they're being successful. If you see any of your clients and you should follow your clients on social media platforms, when you're following them and you see they like something on something, Great, that's a bright, right platform for you. So it can take a bit of research and it can take a bit of looking, but the general rule of thumb is B2C is Facebook and Instagram. B2B is LinkedIn and, and Instagram. <laughs> and also TikTok also sits in, in, in B2C. Twitter sure. is kind of its own beast and can be very agnostic to who it's speaking to. However, I personally think that Twitter is starting to see the decline as it doesn't have all the features that people seem to enjoy in the other social media platforms. So whether starting a Twitter account right now is the best course of action, I'll leave for you to decide. No, fair enough. And let's say we've, we've, worked out where our ideal customers are sitting on jay we've sorted out the channels we started kicking out this content um how quickly can we get results how quickly can the leads be flying in is it day one i've put out a post the leads are coming in or is it a long game is it a medium game (laughs) so um interestingly when you're talking about my bio one of the things we always say is that marketing doesn't work without sales okay right we always say that because it's not quick a salesperson, you can employ them and see a direct ROI within some months, right? If you're a nice boss and you give them all the training, you can actually start to see them pay for themselves in a very short period of time. Now, paid advertising, similar thing. You're going to pay literally for the, the business to come in. The problem with both with, with, with those two actions is that you have to pay to make them happen. Marketing or content marketing Essentially, every time you create an asset, uh, create, create a, a video or you create a ebook or any sort of piece of content, you're creating an asset for your business, which can be reused multiple times, just like a laptop is an asset for the business or your phone is an asset for the business. The more you use that asset, the more profitable it becomes. So you can release a, pe- uh, a piece of content on a video, for instance, on LinkedIn. Well, that can also be released on Instagram. It can also be released on Facebook. So everything it costs you, the time and the energy or the money that it took you to create that one video has now been cut into thirds because you're using it across all three platforms to see an ROI. It's always the case. Um, unfortunately, 
people want people got kind of like used to understand that marketing takes a long time and then social media happened and oh right i want results now if you're creating assets for the business they will be more and more profitable for you as time goes on but it's not something that's going to happen in six months it's not something that's going to happen next next week however if you specifically create content that can bolster your sales i don't necessarily mean only people who have great big huge sales teams i mean anyone who is doing the selling it makes life easier if you can say hey sam i know i called you two months ago and you weren't interested but i just want to see if um this video is of interest right i thought it's about you you know something that would really sit well with your business and thought i'd send it over it's a really good excuse for me to get in contact with sam and say hey dude want to buy some stuff right but I don't, you know that, that that message never has never worked for anyone so if i can send a video and be like here's some value here's something that might help you it can open up a new conversation for us and that can get you roi day one the other really quick roi from content is your perception of your current clients when we first started releasing videos regularly and my first videos were literally me just going like hi oh, guys blah 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 it was all shaky uh, and it was all over the place oh, and I, I was filming like this um so you know they had no production behind them at all within a month of releasing video every single day which was a mistake that i made then and don't try and keep up to now once or twice a week is fine um but from literally from in a month of starting to release content on a regular basis each one of our clients got in touch and were like Oh, I know you're doing really well. Can we still afford you? And I was like, but we're interesting. Yeah. So I was like, yes, nothing's changed. I, please say you can still afford me. Right? <laughs> I didn't start making videos to make you go away. I had to find other business. But literally, the perception within our client base, and some of these people are family. Like I've known them for an awful long time, worked with them for for ages. Just the perception they had by us releasing these videos, but that we were doing so well that they wouldn't be able to afford us. That in itself has its own incredible, incredible power. That's such a great point, perception. Um, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times where it's, like you say, content marketing well and truly is, is the long game, getting in front of people, getting in front of your ideal customers, showing your face <laughs> regularly, daily, if you want to do it, or a few times a week with if you how can, frequently yeah. you're posting, depending on what your schedule allows. But the amount of times I've had people message me saying, Sam, I've been following your content for this long, like this many months or this many weeks, and I thought I'd reach out. It's just incredible that you can actually be in front of people for so long and then mm. when they trust you this much then they'll get in touch i think <laughs> links links back into content marketing nicely is it's it's not a yeah. one-time thing it's not like you hammer out this one video and all the leads are going to suddenly start flying in but it's usually the tipping point of they followed you for this long or they've seen this much of your content that now they're at the stage they've just seen Absolutely. the right piece of information that now now at the stage to give you a call or give you a DM or email you depending on what the and it's about that is. brand awareness it's about that mm. perception so you know right now there's about to be an awful lot of people looking for work okay so it's going to be a flooded market and what you're saying is that you're going to be essentially an entity which is going to have a lot of competition and you are differentiating yourself by also sending a CV okay that's good I like that interesting and then when they come to your LinkedIn they find nothing hmm pretty powerful don't do that same thing with a business right there's a load of other digital marketing companies we differentiate ourselves by saying like this is us we're silly uh, the, the md swears too much uh, this is who we are we and look at all these things we're creating right we really eat our own dog food so we can differentiate ourselves from a company who might do all of the same services just as well but from the outside point of view unless i call them and find out and get a proposal from them and gl pro i don't know that 
right? So it's putting yourself out there. Now, for all those people looking for work, now is a very, very good time to be releasing some video content because guess what? Employers are, it's, in, it's an employer's market. They have the absolute pick of the litter. They can choose the puppy with the great big ears and the great big, great big feet right now, and they can get them cheap. So how are you going to stand out and show your big paws and your big ears off? Release videos, show people who they're going to work with. It's not necessarily something you've got to do forever. But if you're looking for work, putting that open to work banner on LinkedIn, it's not enough. I see it constantly and I see it from people who are definitely in work. Like, so <laughs> I'm already blind to that. When I'm going to employ you, why am I going to employ you, right? It's, it's you versus loads of other people. The, the person who you're literally up against in the final two jobs before I actually interview anyone, you could have sat next to at university. They could have done the same job as you for your entire career. There's, there could be no difference whatsoever on it. But when I see a video and be like, ah, like that guy, or wow, they're real serious and to the point, that's exactly what we need for the role. All of a sudden, I'm going to screw up one of those CVs and that's the person I'm talking to. Yeah, good point. Great way to stand out in the inbox. Send a video instead of the hundreds or thousands of CVs that are coming in. Um, bit of a bold statement, but I think sometimes we've just got to take the balls and just make it happen. Because just think of LinkedIn messages, for example. Um, the amount of spammy DMs, like for example, I probably get between 10 and 15 pitches a day that are just generic. This is what I do. This is how great I, my service is. This is how many <laughs> awards I've won now. Do you want to quote or whatever? But if you sent me a real tailored video, 30 second video, where it just kind of explained, oh, Sam, I've seen that you do X. We can actually help you with Y. I understand you do this. I'd probably respond to it because I never get videos. I think the last time I got a tailored video message or a tailored audio message was about a month ago. So it just shows how few there are yeah. and how, how good a way it is to connect. I got a ton recently because we were uh, employing a new, uh, we had a new employee basically. We were looking to re um, uh, build more of our sales team out. And I got a ton of DM uh, videos on LinkedIn because recruiters, because I was out there. Now, recruiters are a real interesting thing to look at on LinkedIn because they owned the space for quite some time. Everyone remembers when LinkedIn was just your CV, right? Your CV was up there in everyone's sure. CV. <laughs> um, that's because recruiters were using it so much. It made sense. They actually changed the way people use the platform because they were so big on it. It's quite nice to see them now looking at new innovative ideas, how to stand out amongst uh, all the other recruiters when it's now given. You know, first, first, uh, the uh, person we, we employed was from recruitment. Day one, here's LinkedIn, right? <laughs> you know, if you start using LinkedIn, this is how you're going to do your job. So I got quite a few videos, but I'm, I'm like yourself. I don't get that many, and I get so many pitches. I get so many pitches before they speak to me. They don't say, hi, yeah. Jay. Well, they do. They say, hi, Jay, how are you? And here's my pitch. So I'm not interested. I probably would be interested in, in looking at that pitch or actually giving it the time of day if at very least it was a video, <laughs> right? If it was a video of someone because the, the minute or two that my dyslexic brain will take to get through that short pitch can be said in 30 seconds and I can be engaged the whole time. Like, oh my, that's all the stuff I like. So it's, it's, it's just ways and ways of using content to make sure that you're getting yourself out there. And I think DM video is a real powerful route that not many people are using yet. Agreed. Okay, Jay, let's pretend we're a startup business um, and we're thinking of getting into content marketing. We haven't got much of a budget. Perhaps it's just our own business. Perhaps we've only got a couple of members of staff. Mm. What can we get stuck into that's not going to break the bank or perhaps we can do with next to no budget that can actually get some content flowing for us and over time perhaps get us some inbound inquiries and leads? 
Sure. Well, one of the reasons that I know you and I both love podcasting, Sam, is that after the initial investment of a little bit of equipment, it's free essentially sure. you know it's a real easy way to have great conversations with people who are like-minded and also get yourself out there so a podcast is a really really easy way um, of, of starting yourself to create content but what i'd actually say that the problem most people do is they launch themselves into something like a podcast day one or a youtube channel or something what they haven't done is tick the boxes what do you do why are you good at it what does it solve why 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 right go out and look at the services you provide. If you're, if we, you know, our startup has three core services. Let's make sure that we create a bunch of different messages about each core service. So, if we use my business as an example, um, quite clearly, we provide podcast production. So I could say, "Hi everyone, Jay here from GL Pro. Podcasting's fantastic, and contact GL Pro." But no one cares. Or I could talk about how businesses use podcasting to get a better ROI out of, out of content marketing. Or I could talk about how the benefits of podcasting to be able to get through to customers that you haven't been able to get through to selling to them because you can actually open a conversation and invite them as a guest. If I do other videos around what we sell, not the thing that we sell, but around what we sell and the problems that your customers might provide, that's not too bad. So the first thing I would do if we were a startup, I would sit down and say, here are our three core services. Can we come up with, say, four ideas for each of these core services that talk about the problems we fix? Because that's what someone's going to search. Someone's not going to search Jay's podcast production company, please. They're going to search podcast production uh, Southwest London and see what they find and see who comes up. So you want to release messages that could pretty much be what people search. And that's going to be sort of better and come back to you. Once we've come up with these, say, 12 ideas, I would then, the, the, the main thing I would spend money on, a tripod, right? Get a tripod so your phone's stuck in one place. Great. That means you can get the lighting right. You can see it and make sure that you know it's good and be like, okay, do I need a little bit more here? Oh, that's too much. Okay, good. Now I know. Um, and then for a day, if we're a startup, we have a day's time. Spend one day creating those 12 videos. Right, it's three, four ideas per each of, of our core services. We, we're looking to get 12 videos. Each video, a minute or, or two minutes, nothing too much. If you do that, you could potentially have set yourself up to release two videos a month for six months just off one day worth of work. More importantly, all of the messaging you release, all of those videos where you're releasing two videos a month are all going to be based around your core services, which unfortunately is something I see a lot of companies actually miss. They don't tick that box of like, we do this. They're too busy talking about the cool things that they maybe want to do in the future. Much better to like say, we do this. This is how we do it. This is what we fix. This is what we fix. This is what we fix. Because that's what people care about. They don't care about what you do. They care about the problem they have and how potentially you could fix it. Awesome. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Um, and like you say, it's, it's minimal, minimal cost. Once you've got the kit, you can crack on, think about, think about the problems you solve, the how you make people's lives better and just start creating the content. I think the key is just to start doing it. It and, really uh, is. Like and, and you have a device. Yeah. No, and it's not going to be forever. Exactly. It doesn't have to be the best content. When Tony and I started recording music way, way, way back when, it was a nightmare. You had to buy a desk and like mics and stuff and things. Now you can just get a laptop and hit like record. We all have a studio right here in our hands, right? It's a, it, you can edit in it. You can release on it. You can, you can record on it. So you don't have an excuse not to be able to hit record. 
right? I understand that we did it in the past because like, oh, I don't have a big old camera thing. Well, you do now. So you can give it a go and release it. And what's really nice is you can post it out to your audience. And if people hate it, delete it. If people love it or if people say, hey, you know, this is okay, but I'd love it if it did such and such, then great. We're in a place where you can then amend your content moving forward so it talks better to your audience. Spot on, dude. And for anyone uh, tuning in rather than watching, Jay's talking about a smartphone. <laughs> yes, I am. Apologies. Oh, yeah. Look, known podcaster showing things to the audio only, guys. Yes, I was waving around my podcast, you gorgeous audio listeners. Jay, it's been an absolute pleasure, man. We've covered some great ground in terms of content creation and how we can get cracking with it. Uh, everyone, you've been tuning in to Sam's Business Growth Show, where we sit down with business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe who find out their story, how digital marketing's helped along the way, and their exclusive tips and insights to help you skyrocket yourselves and skyrocket your business. Jay, um, if you could pick only one digital marketing channel for businesses to get stuck into that would help them from now, which one would be your choice? LinkedIn. I had to say that as quick as possible because LinkedIn is still hugely underutilized. I could delete every other platform and we could still make as much money as we do today. I could get rid of my phone. I could delete my, e maybe not my email, but I could get rid of all of these methods of contact if I still had LinkedIn. It is easily the most powerful way of contacting other people in business. Now, if you're B2C, that's not the case, but that's what I do. So that's why the platform I love. Yeah, fair play. Dude, I wish they could link in my email to LinkedIn. Oh. I spend so much time on it. Imagine it. I'm just on Gmail. Oh, two or three hours a day sucks in. So if it will well, be in one platform, that would be If you don't mind me shouting about a, 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 a startup company, which I've started working with recently, um, absolutely blinding company called Source Whale. Really worth checking out. They've actually created a service which, which connects your email to LinkedIn without breaking any of LinkedIn rules. It's a Chrome plugin, meaning that you can literally put together a list on LinkedIn and then find and email each one of those person from Sourcewell. They're a really good company, Interesting. Uh, brand new, still at that wonderful stage where you can say, does it? And they say, yeah, yeah, sure, tomorrow, um, which is a wonderful, wonderful stage. But Sourcewell is well worth checking out for those people using LinkedIn and wanting to add email into the process have to have a look at that. Awesome, man. And we'd like to ask if you could thank just one person, either dead or alive, having a positive influence on your life and your career, who would that be and why? Very easy. Now, I know she won't turn around, even though we can kind of see her right about yonder. Um, but someone took a real punt on me back in the day, which was uh, Michelle Lewington. Yeah, she ran a company which I worked for and, and started in lead generation and worked all the way up to becoming a sales director without uh, her support and just knowing that I'm a moody soul sometimes and I'm a real emotional fool, but without kind of pointing that in the right direction, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have been able to help that company out. And I certainly wouldn't have sold half of what I did. Um, so that's an easy one for me, uh, Alive and Michelle. Amen. And cheers to marketers that sell. Um, <laughs> Jay, tell us a bit more about your business, how people can learn from you, how people can connect with you and the best way for everyone to get in touch with your good self. Thanks very much. Um, so you can find us at GLPRO UK, so GLPRO UK on all of the platforms, or, or myself, Jay Ludgrove on all of the platforms. It's J A Y L U D G R O V E. Um, we constantly release content um, to show what we do. We also constantly release messaging out to help people out. As you can see, I really don't mind giving away any of the magic. I'm more than happy to. Um, quite frankly, the more I give away, the more people come back and say, hey, we've done all of that. Now, can we have some video? 
So um, yeah, find us wherever. And also, I'm really open to have a conversation. If you want to chat, you want to say hi, even if you've just got something you've been scratching your head about, please feel free to send me a DM. Awesome, man. Jay, really appreciate you coming on, dude. Take it easy, Sam. It's a pleasure as always, sir. Thank you, sir. And if you enjoyed the show, please be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast channel of choice. It's Sam's Business Growth Show, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, wherever the heck you get your podcasts. We've got interviews with business leaders each and every week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Are you tired of constantly hunting for new customers? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities, all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending lots of money on advertising, but your website is failing to convert all of your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of new customers. If you'd like to learn more about our unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you, connect with Sam Dunning on LinkedIn or book a free 20-minute consultation via webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Subscribe today for more digital marketing, sales, and business growth tips from the experts.